Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, December 22nd. The Nashville Predators have a new division this year. The Pro Bowl rosters are out, and we will hear from Banner Society's Stephen Godfrey in a minute. But we begin today with As the Sun Sphere Turns. Jeremy Pruitt lost seven of the ten football games he coached this year. His football program is under investigation. There is an active coup attempt being waged by certain powerful people behind and in front of the scenes in Knoxville as we speak. And if that wasn't enough, now the Vols are pulling out of the Liberty Bowl because Pruitt got coronavirus. I'm not kidding. You cannot make this stuff up. Vols fans spun off the planet when Philip Fulmer dared to suggest that the birth in the bowl game served as, quote, a tremendous development opportunity for our team and should serve as a primer to spring practice for Coach Pruitt and our returners. I guess fans assume this meant that Pruitt is coming back, even though Fulmer's comments are about as meaningful as a Tennessee fourth quarter offensive possession. Through all of the insanity, however, should Tennessee decide to keep Pruitt, it might actually end up being the right move, barring, of course, any severe NCAA developments. Look at Auburn right now. They just spent over $20 million to fire a guy who wins 66% of the time and beats Nick Saban. And you're surprised that they are now tripping all over themselves? Auburn might be the only program in the SEC more deranged than Tennessee right now. They thought they could promote a coordinator who is 1-31 as a head coach? And now they have been publicly turned down by a head coach in the Sun Belt. Tennessee would be smart to study what Auburn is going through right now before it makes any rash decisions. It is not a buyer's market for big-time blue-blood programs in college football. It is why Tom Herman is still employed at Texas. There simply aren't any top-flight candidates who can handle the foolishness that comes with coaching at the highest levels in the SEC right now. And firing Pruitt without knowing that you can land an elite target puts us right back in the exact same situation three years from now, deja vu all over again. But I'm sure that won't stop most of Big Orange Nation from impaling themselves inside of their own fever dream trying to hire a guy who got fired for the exact same thing that Pruitt is now being investigated for. Tennessee is a riddle wrapped inside a mystery inside the worst acid trip of all time. So to better explain the Vols' remarkable ability to mutilate themselves, we turn to Banner Society's Stephen Godfrey. What even are you? It is a legitimate question to ask of the Vols because this brand, to me, it's like it tries to devalue its, its equity on the open market. It blows my absolute mind. Guys, sometimes I just can't even put into words the the active, aggressive self-immolation to, that goes on with this brand. Let me jump and do this out of order because a lot of people, I, I have said during the whole Hugh Freeze thing, for instance, right? So Hugh Freeze like goes out there, is very aggressive himself and kind of marketing his worth to various media members, like in Tennessee, in the South, all over. To two my, people, To two people on this podcast. Yes, my, and my response to that is, if you're Tennessee, are, are you so blinded by your self-perceived status issues within the league that you would automatically just go and, and glom onto this individual with a massive NCAA character history, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because he beat Alabama twice and there were like a combined nine turnovers in that game, in those two games? I, I mean, is, is that your value right now? Because I say this all the time, and I'm an alumnus of Ole Miss, that was the same team and the same coaching staff and the same head coach that turned around and lost at Memphis 
and got completely shut out, shut out on the road against Brett Bielema's Arkansas, the same team that, that, that upset Alabama. If you are Tennessee, this that decision-making matrix looks like something from the lower tier of the P5, like you were talking about earlier, Braden. And the problem is, is that when you pull it back, when you go through the layers, Tennessee, I don't know if it thinks of itself the way it should anymore, or may, maybe it just doesn't believe that it is that top end job, right? I mean, we can measure programs a lot of different ways, financially and on engagement or stadium capacity or whatever. They won a national title in the modern era. You would never know it by the way that they've conducted themselves and by how fast they've retreated behind Phil Fulmer this last time with the whole John Curry saga. So we're in a situation right now and you'll, you'll kind of have to guide me through exactly what you want me to talk about because inside and out, this program seems to be actively trying to hurt itself. Yeah, I don't think I've got any answers. That was Stephen Godfrey from Banner Society. If you'd like to hear our entire conversation, we sat down with him for almost an hour. Myself and Aaron Dugan on Fringe Element, of course, the SEC podcast here on 440 Sports. Please check it out. Friends, family, I talk to, text me, ask me what's going on, and my response is, I have no bleeping clue. This is where we are, folks. It's been 15 years of this, and I know, I know you're tired of it. But this is where we are, and some of it is our fault. It is official. The NHL is back for a 56-game season beginning on January 13th, as we have previously discussed. The league has done away with conferences for the 2021 season and reworked the divisions. The new central division for the Nashville Predators will consist of current rivals Chicago and Dallas, along with old division foes Columbus and Detroit, as well as new faces Tampa, Carolina, and Florida. Each team will play each other within the division eight different times, and the top four teams in each division will make the playoffs in a 1v4, 2v3 Central Division pod. Then the winner of each divisional pod will be reseeded one through four nationally for the NHL semifinals and Stanley Cup final. I actually think the Preds got a pretty good draw. Not only do we get to see arguably the top two rivals currently, Chicago and Dallas, 16 times this year, But we also get to rekindle some old relationships with Detroit and Columbus, neither of which is picked to do all that much in the NHL this year. Tampa is the defending cup champ, but Nashville has a good history against the Lightning in the regular season. And Carolina is one of the more exciting teams in the entire world to watch right now. Florida is largely irrelevant. But aside from the interesting matchups, the odds for the Predators to get into the playoffs, I think, has gone up with the new division. Tampa and Carolina are really good and will probably make the playoffs. But 16 games with Chicago and Detroit, two of the worst teams in the NHL, along with 16 games against Florida and Columbus, neither of which is predicted by Vegas to make the playoffs right now, currently gives the Preds a pretty clear path into the Central Division's top four, if David Poyle's plan to remake this team turns out to be the right decision. According to the Vegas odds, the Preds are picked fourth in the Central Division and 13th overall, with Dallas sitting one spot ahead at 12th overall in the NHL and third in the division. Everyone needs to simply lean into this bizarre new format and season and just enjoy it for what it is, a pandemic-induced one-off. For a complete discussion about the new division and what the new season will look like, be sure to check out The Gold Standard, a Nashville Predators podcast on the 440 Sports Network, of course, hosted by myself and the Athletics' Adam Vingan. That episode will be out on Wednesday. The Pro Bowl rosters are out, and I could not give a shit. I don't think I've watched the Pro Bowl since I've been legally allowed to buy alcohol, and I haven't cared about anything that's even Pro Bowl adjacent since I was a teenager in the 90s. 
And despite what Titans Twitter might have you believe, no one else does either. Ratings for the game have plummeted, and most of the starters will eventually back out and allow second and third and fourth string options to actually take part in the event anyway. It's a joke. However, it shouldn't be a surprise that this is what's become of the event. The Pro Bowl becoming watered down and irrelevant was inevitable for a sport as physically dangerous as football and with as much money that's at stake for the players. So Ryan Tannehill didn't make it, or Brett Kern. Honestly, who cares? If they play, they could get hurt. Anyone want Derrick Henry, who did make the AFC Pro Bowl roster, getting a single carry in the Pro Bowl? Or A.J. Brown, who also made it, running a single route? Not if I was a Titans fan. And frankly, if we were debating the biggest omissions, Jeffrey Simmons is the guy I would focus on. He might be the best player in the AFC at his position, so you cannot convince me that three other defensive tackles in the conference are better than him. So again, don't stress it, man. In 2020, where you have enough to be outraged about and to worry about, the Pro Bowl just ain't one of them, folks. Wake me up when the All-Pro team is announced, because that I actually care about. Once again, thank you all, of course, for listening. Uh, Please tell one person. I ask you this because it does matter. It means a whole lot. And and the more ownership that you guys have over the product, the the better off the product is going to be. And That's why we do it. We do it for you guys. And so please just tell somebody, share it with one person. That's all I ask. Uh, If you want to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, of course, I'm not going to hate you for it, but just tell one person. And and that's that's how we grow this bad boy. So much appreciated. You can follow me on Twitter, at Braden Gall. Again, thank you for listening. This has been the 440 for Tuesday, December 22nd. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. 